Welcome to Modern Musings, Conversations with the Maiden, Mother, and Crone. Looking at ourselves and the world through the lens of the 21st century. Hello and welcome back. I'm your hostess, Kristen. I'm here with my co-hosts, Amber and Cindy. Hey. Hello. If this is your first time joining us, we're glad to have you here. And if you're returning, then welcome back. Today we are kind of bridging off of what we talked about last week. We are talking about shadow work and what is shadow work. If you've ever heard of it or haven't heard of it. If you're like me, you're probably like, what is shadow work? I saw it and I was like, I've never heard of that before. Creepy sounding. Yeah, I know. It it sounds very dark. Yeah, I thought it was like dark magic stuff. I literally too. And I'm such a curious nerd. I was like, let me click. So I was actually (laughs) um, on my computer, or maybe uh, I think I was looking on YouTube, and um, someone that I had followed or subscribed to from a previous video had uh, posted something about shadow work. Um, The person in particular, which we'll link on the blog, is Christina Lopes. Okay. And she's kind of like a coach. And she has a very um, spiritual way of coaching you uh, versus like Tony Robbins kind of like in your face. (laughs) So... Her video was, what is shadow work and why you need to do it? And I was like, why is she posting about, like, Met- dark magic? Metaphysical so, stuff. So, yeah. well, well, and she's kind of meta. So, oh, okay. but uh, okay. I was thinking it was, like, dark magic. And I'm the curious ding-dong that was like, ooh, what's this? You know, I wanted to see what it was because I'm a nut. So, <laughs> I clicked on it and I'm like, this is dark magic. <laughs> it's actually um, a phrase that was i guess originated by carl jung Uh, he was a uh, psychotherapist and he studied um, different types of the psyche or theories and so uh, he coined this frame of shadow work and the shadow self and how you can understand it better and so what that means is your shadow self is the parts of you uh, that you keep hidden or you ignore or might control the way don't that even, you... Or you don't even realize that's it's what I'm there. Yeah. You may not even know it's there, but it's parts of you that control your behavior, your thoughts. Um, this totally loops in with Eckhart Tolle. So I'm really glad that last year in season two, we had a whole lengthy multiple episodes discussion of that because I feel like going back now I actually learned about shadow work before I had read Eckhart Tolle's A New Earth but now I'm like oh that makes so much more sense now I actually feel like I could do shadow work better than I did before because I understand why why you do what you do yes so the whole idea just like Eckhart Tolle is saying is that You may have experiences in your life or ways where other people have impressioned you and you store that information and then it becomes um, a part of how you react to other things or how you treat other people or or your beliefs. And so the idea of shadow working is to work 
through those things to overcome them or to let go of those limiting beliefs or traumas traumas exactly and sometimes people don't realize that they might have a certain disposition or maybe a prejudice against a certain type of person or bias because of a trauma that happened in their life and when we mean trauma I don't mean like a you know a a murder in front of your face or a car accident that gave you PTSD. Sometimes that trauma is... A child falling off a bike is a trauma. Is a trauma and therefore causes other things like fear of failure, which can lead to things that are very destitute for you if you continue to let that shadow affect affect you. Or control you. Yes. So I'm like, oh, well, I can see why this is really important. After doing a little bit of research and watching her video and then reading Eckhart Tolle, I realized, oh, wow, shadow work is important. And I feel like this is a discussion that we should be having now that we've read Eckhart Tolle's A New Earth. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about things like self-care and goals and empowerment. How can you really get your goals and achieve those dreams if you can't get past that limiting belief from your shadow right and so what I wanted to talk about was just what it is what it means to you and what you might do in your life or what you haven't done that you're thinking about or avoiding as far as shadow work um, and just kind of like discussing it mm-hmm. yeah I think um oh go ahead Amber go ahead you had something to say oh <laughs> Um, I was just going to say, you know, I remember I uh, talked about in a past podcast how I was actively avoiding that shadow part and how I'm like, uh, I'm hoping to, you know, get in touch more with it because it is time to move on from past traumas in my life and that is definitely a form I know we talked last week about self-care that is definitely a form of self-care yes it is you want to know the irony in this okay the whole point of avoiding doing shadow work is literally your shadow your shadow yeah you're (laughs) not to do it because it does not want to be revealed your Your shadow does not want to be revealed yeah you don't want to tap inside the tap tap in the deep well that's your ego it's your ego like tully was talking about your it wants to keep invalidating your ego by breaking something by breaking down down and going oh wow i'm afraid to apply for that job because i fell off of my bike and yeah. then once now you, I have a fear like, of failure. Yeah, and it's, it's not that easy. You do not come to that conclusion. No, that easily. It, bu- <laughs> it, it, but, it builds. It's a yes. building. It's like a snowball effect, yeah. really. But it, but it does those self limiting self limiting beliefs that could start as simply as a child falling off their bike uh-huh. can build into a snowball that is so huge that some people suffer from things like agoraphobia where they cannot leave their home i mean it can be huge like that yeah and or it could be small but but those beliefs however big or small they are they are still self-limiting so christina lopes had a great example in her video and i definitely encourage you because she's you know educated on this subject and she's got you know a degree in 
this area. So and we don't. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, we can tell you all about it, but you definitely should watch her video. Um, she talks about uh, one scenario that makes a lot of sense. It's easy to relate to. Okay. Um, and I hope I haven't mentioned this one before on the podcast. I know I've talked to other people about it because I felt like it just is something that can ring home to a lot of people. Take, for example, um, a man and a woman, husband and wife. They go to a party. The wife sees her husband talking with another woman at the party. Mm-hmm. And she immediately goes into that dark zone of negative thoughts. Why is he talking to her? Is he flirting with her? Oh, you know, is he cheating on me? Right? Mm-hmm. Some women tend to go into those they thoughts. They go there. They do. Yeah, yeah. We do. And uh, the jealousy and the fear. Sometimes it's because yeah, it's happened to them or they and witnessed it. Yeah. And that's what I was about to say. So what you do is you look at that and say, okay, why am I triggered by Am this? I triggered by that? So triggers so that are the thing to look for. Shadow what work, are things that trigger asking you? yourself those questions. Yes. Finding out, think of something or somewhere or some time or whatever that has bothered you and consider why and take it back to like the smallest grains and really dissect yeah. it. So she said, well, you know, this woman sits down and goes, why do I always get jealous when my husband talks to other women and accuse him of cheating on me when he's in fact not, mm-hmm. right? So when she starts thinking about that behavior, what it is, then she realized, oh my gosh, I had been in a previous relationship where someone was unfaithful and now I'm projecting it onto other people right? because I'm afraid it's yeah. going to happen to me again. Her ego is saying, I don't want to feel this pain and discomfort again and therefore I'm going to protect myself from anything that comes close to that or resembles that right so her her mind goes into super defensive mode and jumps to conclusion that the worst case scenario is happening anytime something looks remotely like that right so i can say like that one in particular a lot of women can relate to that maybe not necessarily because someone cheated on them but take it back another level if someone hasn't cheated on you could it be some other self-esteem thing that's causing that and there's there is a a thing you know like uh, they talk about it the why and you just break that why down why well i feel that way because i don't feel attractive why Mm -hmm. because somebody told me i was a wasn't attractive why do you believe them well because they were my mother or somebody else yeah. or somebody you know and you just keep asking yourself well why well until why you until you get to that to very the, bottom very, like, kernel of what it is um and it, it's hard to do i i think um doing my one little word every year has been a uh a good way for me to start that process of doing shadow work because there is a lot of shadow work involved in that because we often talk about um, the negative uh, stories that we tell ourselves Mm -hmm. and, um, and things like that. And, and that's really what it all boils down to the, the shadow is often very negative um, because it's very protective. It's trying, it's a part of our psyche that's built to protect us. Self-preservation. It is. It really is self-preservation. And, 
but really we're not it's not doing us any favors it's really hindering us it's hurting us um it causes more pain because that woman at that party who sees her husband just casually talking to another woman that jealousy that she feels hurts her in that moment right. and whether it, well, he's doing anything or not in the long the long run she might be pushing him away exactly and him his shadow might be like triggered by something and, and, and you know what that is often um accompanied with that like infidelities sometimes are driven by being accused of infidelity right you're, because the wife or the husband is right. pushing the other person away. away. And so then the other partner turns to someone else. So, yeah, there's, um, I'm, and I'm not saying it by any means. We're not talking about relationships and we're not saying that the, the shadow self is always going to go cheat or is jealous or whatever. Mm-hmm. The, the shadow self, I, I will say for me, um, one of mine has always been um I'm, I'm often triggered by people not listening to my point of view and uh it causes a lot of fights between my husband and I because if he discounts what I say then I feel like he's treating me I I feel like he is treating me as though I don't know what I'm talking about and and when I do my why, 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 why on that, it always comes down to the fact that my parents always told me things like, you don't know what you're talking about. Just this is an adult conversation. This is not for you. And so I, my voice was minimized. I was told I didn't have the right to speak out. Um, children should be seen and not heard. And yeah. that that has weighed on me my whole life. So anytime. I'm trying to get my point of view across and someone interrupts me or um, or negates what I have to say. It's like a challenge to me of Just someone. Keep re- you keep repeating yourself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and it's like um, it makes me angry. I The adult in me is going, no, it's my time to be heard. And, you know, why don't you let me speak my mind? And. You know, Kristen and I butt heads on this thing. She does the same thing. Y'all uh, really do. We like do. We ex- butt heads on that exact same problem. The exact same thing. <laughs> and, um, and you know, you don't hear it here on this podcast because we keep it really civil here. But when we're talking about things before the podcast, very often we kind of go head to head about things. And I'm trying to get a point of view across. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to get a different point of view across and we're just both sitting here going not you're not listening to, to me yeah. right and and it it's very frustrating and it's so, more of like no i heard you but i'm going to say my point of view i'm negating you i heard you and but i am going to say my point of view um and i don't think you're intentionally negating my point of view but that's the way my psyche takes it because that's what happened to me in childhood and so I, I, my brain jumps to that conclusion that you're just telling me your, your point of view is, is worthless. And, and I get that a lot. And I get very defensive when people try to shut down my point of view. So that, that's a shadow work that I am working on. And it's hard. Yeah. Um, I've been dealing with this for almost 60 years now. So, um, 
it's never going to be easy. And I'm not saying that it's ever going to be done, but I'm, I'm glad that I can acknowledge that and sometimes catch it in progress and let myself go, oh, that's what that is. Yeah. And, and there's other things like, there's a lot of things like that. Um, we all carry around a lot of baggage like that. We have negative self-image. Somebody once told me I was fat. So, you know what, even when I was skinny as a rail, and believe me, when I was young, in my early 20s, I was skinny as a rail. I weighed about 113 pounds, so I was tiny, but I thought I was fat. I really, literally thought I was fat. It's a wonder I didn't become anorexic or bulimic or something like that, because I really thought that I was fat, and it was because someone else told me I was fat. Or that my thighs were fat. Or my butt was a was big. And those things live with you your whole life until you address them. Right. And sometimes they live on the surface. And they're like the repeated thing that you hear over and over again. And then sometimes they are under the surface. And you don't even notice. You don't, you don't that realize they're that they're there. Right. And um, you don't think about them as something that affects you until you just keep digging and digging and digging. Um, my biological father is, uh, you know, he has a whole nother life of his own. He has a whole nother family with, I have other siblings, um, that, you know, he raised and he has a wife and he lives in another town. And I had this like, misconception in my life of what it was supposed to be our relationship and I lived a good portion of my life feeling the feelings that I felt that he should feel mm -hmm. and I didn't realize that's what I was doing until I really stopped and thought about it and I thought you know like it's not my responsibility to feel those feelings for him and I am not the one to say that that's how he should or shouldn't feel um, that's none of my business. And, um, when I finally like sat down and really thought about like why I felt a certain way about our relationship, it took so much weight off of my shoulders, that responsibility mm -hmm, that I was mm -hmm. putting on myself. Um, and you know, how our relationship hasn't changed in any way, but my relationship with myself has changed. Right. And my expectations have changed about the relationship. And I think that is one of the parts of the shadow is that we have expectations of how other people should treat us or how other people should treat other people for that matter. Right. And so sometimes whenever we um, have that expectation and we just live our lives forever stuck in this expectation, then we have a hard time like coping when, when it doesn't live up to that reality exactly, right when those expectations aren't met and then we project onto other people um when our reasoning for their behavior yes our reasoning for their behavior and yes. that's just really like coming to the point where that's not my business right was really like uh, crucial for me so um I 
wanted to uh, see what methods that you guys I know Amber you had said um, <laughs> that you were avoiding doing the um, power sheets <laughs> She's, because um, she didn't want to cultivate do. what matters last year because you didn't want to dive deep um, didn't want to ask myself the deep question and you know to be honest I felt like although those were deep questions they weren't I feel really like deep they enough. really weren't no. that deep uh, they just barely no. tap the surface yes um, you know, last year, well, mainly the year before, I was going through a lot, and I just really wasn't ready to tap the you, surface. You were still I, treading water. I, yeah. I mean, you know, you were yeah. you were newly divorced when we started Modern Music. Right. Yes. And, you know, that's, you had, you were treading water, really, literally. You were just treading water trying to keep your head above and and I get that there's you can't swim until you can learn to tread water and yeah. to hold your breath and to um push out your breath under the water or whatever yeah. you know so you you had to do a lot of that and I think we've talked about that in another episode mm-hmm. as we well we have yes. yes yeah so um yeah you cannot you can't grow until you're in a safe place Right. You have to take care of your safety first. And that's right. what you had to do. Yeah. Right. And I still have those moments where something I feel, you know, like I feel threatened and I lash out. But it's definitely something that I am working on the why of my insecurities about certain things. What are some things that you have thought that you would like to do to get you started? Have you have you thought about like if you're ready? Um, well, I know something that really helped me get through 2020 and 2021 was journaling. And so I have picked that up again and I'm you know really like a you know, I feel like uh, journaling would be a good way to get started with my shadow work, like um, asking myself those deep questions and then going, like you said, why, mm-hmm. why, why, why I, is this happening? I why agree is that with happening? you on the journaling part, because I think you can sit and talk to yourself and think about mm-hmm. things. Um, all you want yeah you can lay in bed at night and beat yourself up but are you actually like getting anywhere are you going anywhere with it or are you just repeating a narrative I feel like once you write something down you wouldn't sit and write the same negative phrase no once you write it down it's out there exactly and once you write it down when you name it you claim it yes it's truth I think like uh, I do a lot of like thinking and stuff like that you know in bed or whatever but in the car I do a lot of like thinking out loud about things in the car which is unhealthy because it's hard to write things down when you're in the car even voice to note which I've done before yeah but and you know that doesn't always work as well you know but uh serious I have (laughs) written poems while driving before it's not safe right when, whenever <laughs> creativity strikes you have you have to take advantage of it yes. yeah but hey siri take a note <laughs> yeah 
I have tried that too, like yeah. uh, the it, taking a note I, and I, writing poetry at the same time. Yeah, I I do that. I say Siri, take a note, and I'll start doing whatever. But she doesn't always understand me. I do have a Texas drawl, twang, yeah, whatever. Siri you call really it. doesn't. Yeah, understand um, that at all. So yes, Amber journaling is um, the best way. I think, or one of the best ways ways, to um, make, speak your truth, right? And acknowledge it. Because I think it's something about acknowledging it. Just talking about it doesn't let you dive in as deep. But once you write it on paper, then it's like, okay, I need to move on to the next thought. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing that I thought of that was uh, really helpful was art journaling or just doing some type of creative art. art therapy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some people do art therapy. Yeah, I did a couple of drawings. Um that were related around like limiting beliefs and uh this was actually something that stemmed from my uh like a therapy session where we were talking about uh obstacles that were keeping me from being creative and it inspired me to draw that metaphorically and that actually like tapped into that creativity that was being suppressed from other things Mm -hmm. other stresses because other stresses were actually keeping me from being creative and it wasn't necessarily like me just telling myself like I can't draw I wasn't having that like um creative block I was having a um I have no ideas of what to draw no mine was just other things like flooding my mind that were stressing me out like oh I need to do this I need to do that so you're not taking the time to draw also no. I was having a hard time turning my mind off of oh, okay. the other things that were distracting gotcha. me. Like, oh, I need to pay this bill and this thing at work is troubling me. Mm-hmm. So I was having a block in that sense. And um, so, you know, I did a drawing and I felt like that, you know, just kind of like meditating on that helped me with uh, my shadow work. Yeah, I, well, and in that sense, you know, like the one little word, um, a lot of times carries an artistic component, or it does for me. I do a lot of writing, journaling in it as well, but um, I do a lot of collage and -hmm. photography as part of my one little word, which in turn is my shadow work because, you know, the... I use my camera or I use my collage, my paper and magazines and glue to piece together thoughts and feelings that I'm having. And they they may not speak to anybody else, but I know what they mean when I see them. And, And I am working through those thought processes while I'm in that moment. And... I think that's a um, a big component of it. And, and like I said, I journal as well. So the art journaling um, goes along with that writing out my, my thoughts or whatever. Mm-hmm. So those are really two really good examples of ways to work through your shadow work. I can't remember what this is called, but Ashley has talked about it before, and I will ask her about it and link it in the blog. Um, 
but there is a thing where you'd look at your family tree. Ashley had to do this. Um, it, for those of you who don't know, Ashley is my niece. Um, she is, uh, she has a, her bachelor's in psychology and while she was, um, and she is currently, uh, working towards her master's because um, she wants to be a fine counselor someday. And um, and I often ask her questions. We talk about psychology and, and things like that from time to time. And I remember her doing a project where she had to list out her family tree and list out the family um, dispositions of the family members. So, um, you know, whether they were living or deceased whether any of them had um, alcoholism or drug abuse tendencies, um, any any mental illness, uh, anxiety disorders, things like that. And she had to do this whole thing, you know, to talk about because sometimes those are inherited and sometimes they are just passed down as family trauma. Um, and they're, you know, those, those are things to look at also when you're doing your shadow work because it might not just be your trauma. It might be somebody else's trauma that you are carrying with Which you. Which is probably why we argue because I have the same disposition that you do to want to be and And I think some of that probably comes from word. my mother because my mother married at the age of 16 and became a mother at 17. And she often... Um, bucked against the system she wanted to do things her way she wanted to people uh to make up her own mind about things she wanted people to give her respect for certain you know things when she felt like it was not happening to her so you know her her need to her her being felt like she was discounted because she was only 16 years old and uh you know she was angry at her mother for not treating her like she was grown up or whatever or not letting her do what she wanted to do when she was 16 years old led to her getting married at a young age led to her having children at a young age and then she fed or let that shadow self grow and then that shadow self developed in me and that shadow self developed in you and hopefully we're breaking you know we're becoming aware of it now and trying to break that pattern but it it's there nonetheless so um one of the other ways uh to identify like your shadow is the projection mirror we've talked about this before when you are seeing something in someone that you don't like, you are seeing a piece of yourself that you don't like. Yes. So you yes. recognize it because it's a different in you. Yeah. scenario than the woman who sees her husband cheating on her and, or accusing her husband, I'm sorry, of cheating on her um, because her shadow is keeping her from being hurt. Um, the projection mirror is when. Um, you might uh, look at someone in a different class. You from might you think people are and think of them as thieves different. or cheaters or whatever because right. You are afraid you have that tendency yourself. Or when you see someone driving in a hoopty on the road and you're like, "Ugh, get out of my way with your nasty looking car!" It's because you have 
possibly had a ugly car or run down car and you devalued what it was like to be that right. person. Right. So yeah. those are similar things. Uh, there's a lot of different reactions. that reaction. Yeah. I mean, it's there's so many different ways that you could apply that to yourself. Um, and but so those are, you know, maybe like for my mom and myself, whenever we get in a little argument, you know, she will shout at me and tell me I'm not listening to her, but she's doing the same thing to me. Exactly, yeah. So that's where we will butt heads because we're both doing the exact same thing to each other. At the that same we time. Don't yes. like. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's the projection mirror. Um where you're literally treating someone the way that you don't like to be treated mm -hmm. inadvertently. You don't even notice that you're doing it most of the time, um, like cutting or trying to get in front of people. Not right. necessarily like cutting in line, but trying to cut people off on the road because they cut you off. Yes. You know. It's reactionary. Everything yes. is reactionary. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, th you know, like I said, I was thinking of ways, you know, we're talking about ways to – to work through those things and obviously journaling and art therapy right, and things I'm like curious, that. Like, are there other ways to treat it? I I'm thinking, um, one of the things I was looking at was talking about gratitude. So if you start out from a place of gratitude and, and gratitude for your shadow self for protecting you, because it's there for a reason. Um, we're not saying it's, that's part of the it, shadow work process is acknowledging it acknowledge so that you can it. integrate it with yourself with your psyche because it's it, yes. two separate parts of you yes you're your normal everyday person and then all of a sudden your shadow takes over yes yeah a and lot it, of times we're out of control at that point right your right. ego is driving and so so acknowledging that part of yourself and and i think it's essential that at times to when you are feeling triggered to pause that is the part of the big thing right there just pause and stop and think about it what is triggering you why is it triggering you um what does that trigger mean and but also you know thank your thank your shadow self for bringing that feeling to your attention it's okay to feel jealous it's okay to feel insecure it's not okay to take it out on other people. So it's okay for her to look at the husband talking to the woman and have that twinge of jealousy because she has experienced that hurt before. But to go to her husband and accuse him of cheating on her just because he was talking to another woman is not okay. Um, what, she, what she should do is go, oh, okay, thanks, shadow self. You reminded me that... That other person hurt me really bad. And I know that I can get hurt from, from this. But I also know that I trust this person. This person has been good to me and he's given me no reason to think that he is doing what this other person did. Thank you for giving me that warning. I will keep a lookout for it. But I'm not going to presume the worst of him. Or let it control my life. Or let it control my life. And the other part of that pause is that part where you acknowledge, um, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Would you want, if you were talking to someone of the opposite sex, innocently, would you want your spouse or significant other 
to immediately accuse you of cheating. No. So you want to treat that person the way you would want to be treated. So thank you, Shadow Self, for for reminding me of this pain, bringing this to my attention. And I'm going to watch, but I'm choosing to trust until I see further signs because if it was me, I would want someone to give me the benefit of the doubt. I love this person. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Same thing when Kristen and I are having our little, you're not listening to me. You're not listening to me. Pause. Let the other person speak their piece. Then, then once they've spoken their piece, you can thank your shadow self for getting you riled up because obviously this is an important, this is something that's important to you, right? Thank you for bringing this to my attention. Thank you for reminding me how impassioned I am about this topic. Now, I'm going to let her say her topic, her piece, and then I'm going to counter with my opinion as well. And hopefully she will give me. But not the, be the person trying to have the last word. But not in a way of right. trying to have the last word. Here's just my point of view. I just... I wanted to share my point of view, or I was trying to say the same thing you were just in a different way. Does that make sense? And, but you're acknowledging that that person, that other person has a right to speak their mind as well. They have a right to have a differing opinion. Yeah. And they're not trying to tell you that your opinion is invalid, hopefully, um, just because they're stating a different opinion. Right. And if they are telling you your opinion is invalid, that's on them. It's that's their not yes. you. Yes. Because yes. we all have our own That shadows. doesn't mean that doesn't mean that your opinion is invalid. That means right. they have a problem. Right. Yeah. And what other people think of you is not your business. Yep. It's not. Yeah. Well said, well said. So, um I do. I would like to know, though, if there are other ways to um, to accomplish shadow work. Uh, you know, like I said, acknowledge it, work through it. Yeah, I find that um, obviously doing the artwork. You know, it's a process. It needs time. It needs um, space and quiet and mm-hmm. peace. Just like the journaling, I feel like that also um, makes it difficult to do because you need peace and quiet and time like in order to answer some of these questions it's not something that I can do in five minutes I need like an hour of writing and my hand does not write as much as it used to and therefore I find that it's a little bit harder but at the same time typing doesn't always give the same like effect right because Because you you can can just delete what you wrote right and I feel like when you because it takes so much longer you can to be actually slower and think about what you're what actually you're writing say. right and because it takes like you know twice as long to write a word as it does to type it or even less to say it i think that um you think a little bit harder about what it is that you're saying and you're more poignant with what well, you write precise, precise about what you write right, yeah. yeah not even as you don't have to be poignant that's but that's what i mean like more precise um and just that whole piece about it being the truth um as you know it if you d- 
did something in your life that you've carried guilt about, like maybe you hurt someone deliberately or on or accident. Or even unintentionally, you, yeah. That's what I mean. Either deliberately or on accident, and you are carrying that burden, or maybe you've blacked that out and you've chosen not to admit or address it um actually taking that time to sit down and write it is challenging and sometimes there's things that we have done or experienced in our lives that we don't even really remember yeah and so sitting down and actually writing them down makes them more real than just a memory because in essence your memory doesn't and i have i have had things that happened to me um when i was younger that i had forgotten until something triggered it and brought back the oh yeah i remember that this you know and i really I, it's not that I blacked it out or forgot it. It's just Time I pushed it aside pushed it back. and Might didn't think about relevant. it. Yeah. And I didn't want to think about it. I did that on purpose. I don't want to think about that. I'm going to push that aside and not think about that. And then some t- many, 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 many years later, something will happen and it reminds me of that situation. And I'm like, oh, you know, that's kind of like that. And, you know, and it's like, I need, I really need to work through that, I think. But a lot of people, a, a lot of people don't work through those things. A lot of people go, I don't want to go there. I don't want to work through that. I just want to continue on. But the thing is, you are never going to be content. You're not going to be content. You're not going to be happy. You're not going to find peace. Because your mind is always trying to it's, circumnavigate it's, that. It's trying to go around it and going around it. And the best way to get through a problem is to go through it. Really is. You have to go through it. You can't go around it. You have to go through it. And in order to go through it, you have to face it and think about it and dig deep. And maybe you're not ready now, but maybe you can start hacking away at the pieces of it you know kind of like the the miners trapped in the coal mine and the rescuers are on the outside digging their way in but you can be on the inside trying to dig your way out at the same time just a little bit at a time chink 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 and eventually you will break through it doesn't have to be right. a big and thing. Shadow work is not something that happens overnight. Oh, absolutely not. It's, it's going to be little pieces over time. Mm-hmm. Little bits, little bits. And there's there's lots of little pieces of shadow that we all carry in us. And you're not going to address all of them all at once. You're going to find one little thing that triggers you. And you're going to start thinking about that and why it triggers you. And how you can change your mindset about that trigger and mostly it's just acknowledging a lot of it is just starting with acknowledging that it exists yes and not giving it um like not not letting it have power over you and also not cursing it either right it's a part of you yes it is it you have to integrate it into your psyche which it's, is the last makes step you... of, of shadow work is the integration part. Yeah. Um, but there's, and there's work. There's, it's work. I, it, 
I'm not going to pretend it's easy. And it's never done. I, I think we'll all go to our graves still working on that. Um, unless we're an enlightened being, you know. So I do um, look forward to anyone who has other ideas that they'd like to share about shadow work. Have you done shadow work? Are you planning on doing shadow work? Did this inspire you or give you a new idea or perspective on how to journal or um, work on your self? Definitely reach out and uh, share your comments on modernmusings.net. What are we discussing next week? Um, we are kind of heading into our um, pre-Valentine's season. <laughs> it's a short one. Uh, with the greatest love story. And we'll figure out what that means. Yes, definitely. Excited. All right. So... We do want to give special thanks to Red Door Studios and Creative Audio Tech for our music and recording equipment. And we'd also like to thank our loyal listeners. If you'd enjoyed this podcast, uh, please give us a good rating and share the feed with your friends. We would really appreciate that. And don't forget to check out the blog. If you're only listening to the podcast, you're only getting part of the story. I believe that is all for this week. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye.